Amen, amen in Jesus' name. I welcome you to another time in the presence of God. And I believe that the Lord has prepared us uh, for something great today. Uh, we just go straight forward into the service. Thank you for being part of the service today. And I pray that the Lord will bless you as you continue to join us for every of our worship and everything that we are doing in this church. Thank you for being part of it. Today, if we know uh, the season and the time that we are into, we're in a season and a time that is very dangerous. So I'll be talking about the topic, winning the war in your mind. Winning the war in your mind. I want us to understand that uh, there are different kind of wars. War that one can engage in. There can be war that you engage in outwardly, but there are war that you engage in that is happening inside. The greatest war that one can engage in is not the war outward, it's the war inside your mind. And we have to understand that every one of us go through this every day. Maybe you don't know it, maybe you know it, you are engaging in a war, in a battle that only you are can know what you are passing through. Only you knows what is going on in your mind. Nobody may know. People might see you laughing, smiling, but they don't know what is going on in your mind. They don't know what you are facing in your mind. They don't know the kind of battle that is going on in your mind. But everyone is engaging in a war. And there is a need for us to understand the kind of war that we are engaging in and how we can conquer because if you don't conquer the war in your mind, it's going to destroy you. The enemy's plan is to fight us in the mind. If they can destroy you in the mind, they can destroy you outwardly. I want us to look at, um, maybe you've never uh, uh, been able to look at yourself critically. But the mind, I'm going to talk about, if you look at every man as a body, and we also have the soul, and we have the spirit. Our body can be attacked by all kinds of things, by diseases, by any kind of arrows, by any kind of thing can affect your body. But when we talk about the soul, we are talking about uh, the mind, the emotion, and then uh, the will. But the mind, we cannot look at the mind of every man as having two parts. Is We have the conscious mind, and then we have the subconscious mind. The conscious mind is the actions and the things you do that you are aware of. You, you can be aware of whatever you do, what you say, what you think, uh, the way you act, uh, the things you want to eat, and all those kind of things, you are aware of it. But when we talk about the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind, you don't know what is going on there. Most of the time when we sleep and we are having a dream, our subconscious mind is active. And the subconscious mind is working, even though you might not be conscious of it. It works. Uh, the devil knows and to how to attack our subconscious mind. Things goes on in the subconscious mind that we think is not real, but some of them are real. Subconscious mind can be controlled by the things you look at during the day, and it affects your mind. You might have a dream because of what you were watching, or what you were talking about, and then you are having that kind of dream, and then you see yourself just having that kind of dream. And sometimes you are not even doing anything. Nothing happened throughout your day, 
but you are finding yourself having that kind of thought going on in your subconscious mind. God might be showing you things in your mind, and also the devil might be engaging with your subconscious mind, and it might be real. Many of them can be real, many of them are not real. But I want us to also understand that uh, the state of the mind is also very important. We have to understand that we have the innocent mind. Every one of us have that mind when we were young. A uh, two years old, a three years old does not know what he is doing. He's innocent of many actions. The things that four years old, you are teaching a child how to grow. And that's why the Bible says train a child in the way he should go when he is old. When he's grown up, he will not depart from it. It means that the mind has already been trained. You are training a child when he is young. And the mind is already uncultivated. You've not been planted. Nothing has been planted in it. So if you are planting good seed in it, when the person grows up, they will continue to manifest those good seeds. And that's a very, very important thing that also every one of us, when we were young, our mind was very young. Our mind was innocent. Nobody knows anything. And that is where the devil comes in place to come and corrupt the mind. So we have the innocent mind. And as we are growing up, uh, we are engaging in so many things. We are getting to know some things that are not supposed to be known. Things that we are not supposed to engage in, we began to engage in it. And our mind is corrupt. So we have the corrupt mind. And when you have a corrupt mind, your thought is going to be corrupt. Your words are going to be corrupt. Your actions are going to be corrupt because your mind controls you. I've not been talking about the spirit. So the mind controls us. Our thought controls us. What you are thinking every day is what is controlling your life. How your life is right now and what maybe you have a peaceful mind or a troublesome mind or a worried mind is because of what is controlling your mind. And also, when we are not born again, our spirit is alive. Our mind is never born again. The mind of every man is never born again. But your spirit comes alive. God renew your spirit. But what God will do is to regenerate our mind. And when our mind is being regenerated, we now talk about renewing your mind. So every one of us needs a mind to be renewed. We all need it. You can be born again and still continue to do the same thing you are doing. It doesn't mean that you are not born again. Someone that is born again can still be engaging in fornication. It means that the mind has not been renewed. Someone that is born again can still be engaging in all kinds of addiction. Someone that is born again, you can look at their life and you look at the things that they do and you wonder, is this person still born again? It doesn't mean that they are not born again. But it's, what means is that their mind has not been regenerated. Their mind has not been renewed. Their mind needs to go through renewal. And that is where the devil always comes into, is to engage a mind. I want us to do... Um, before we do an audit of our thoughts, because our thoughts are very important. Your thoughts are things you think about, how you think. Your thinking faculty, how you think, is very important. But before we look at our thoughts, I want you to look at we are three categories of people that we have. We have the people that have a stable mind. And we have the people that have unstable mind. 
and we have the people that have distorted mind. You know, we talk about a stable mind is someone that uh, their mind is, is good. Their mind can receive things. They, they can still control their own thoughts. They can still control their mind. Yes, they might be engaged in so many things. Many things can happen to them, but they can still control their mind. Their mind is stable. If someone is having a stable mind, it's, e it's not easy for the devil to easily destroy that person. Yes, he can attack that kind of person's mind, but because of the stability of the mind, they can still control it. But when we talk about the unstable mind, it's like the Bible talks about a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. And I want us to begin to examine ourselves because this topic, this part that we are talking about is very important. You should begin to look at yourself. How do I look? How is my mind? Is it stable? Is it unstable? Is it corrupt? Am I innocent in some areas? You begin to look at it. And when I talk about the distorted mind, a distorted mind is someone that their mind is already changed, corrupt. It's not normal. It's, uh, they are that kind of people who can be insane. You look at their action. Why will you do this? You wonder, why will someone go through this? Why will someone engage in this? Why, why, why will someone live this kind of life? You wonder, why? How can you do? How can you be tormenting your life like this? How can you go to be dealing with things like this? How can you act like this? How can you talk like this? But you don't know that everything is being controlled by what is coming out from their mind. It's not them, but their mind is already distorted. For example, someone that is insane, depressed, emotional problems. Those kind of people are having what? A distorted mind. But God will be renewing our mind and be changing us. But I want us to do a thoughts audit. I wanted you to audit your thoughts. Because it's very important for us to audit our thoughts because your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. I will say it again. Your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. The thought that is strong in your mind is what controls you. If sexual thought is strong, it will control me. If uh, money is strong in my mind, it will control me. If any kind of thought, worldly thought is strong in my mind, it will control me. If uh, the word of God, faith, is strong in my mind, you will see everything being controlled by that particular thought because it is the strongest thought that I have. And I want you to look at, we're going to look at three, three ways to audit our thoughts. And I want you to do that this week. Because if you can do that, you'll be able to look at how you can control your thoughts. Because your thought controls your life. Everything you do is being controlled by your thoughts. We will look at it from the scale of 1 to 10. Uh, we look at worry and then peaceful. From the scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you? And how peaceful are you? How worried are you? And how peaceful are you? If you look at your life, your mind, your thought, if it's so worried, worry controls your life. If your mind is so peaceful, you will see your mind being stable. Peace controls your life. Because if your mind is worried, it affects your emotion, it affects your body, it affects your everything, your spiritual the way you relate with people, the way you pray, the way you act, everything is being controlled by it because your thought controls you. Because thought controls the mind. Because thought controls our body. 
So how worried are you from the scale of 1 to 10? Just do it for yourself. And also, maybe how peaceful are you? How much peace are you experiencing in your mind? How peaceful are you right now? And I want you to also look at negativity and positivity. Look at it from the scale of 1 to 10. How negative are you? Look at the things you talk about every day. When you meet people, are you positive in talking? When you are talking, are you positive in the way you think? Because as you are thinking, is the way you also talk. Because thinking first, you first of all thought about it before words are being formed. Words are formed in our mind, which is a thought. You think about something, an event, an occasion, or a word, or something. It can be negative, or it can be positive. If it is negative, if you are having a consistent negative thought, it's going to control everything you do. You wonder how your day is being orchestrated and working and strategically working in that way. Because that negative thought is controlling your life. I've seen so many people I've, I've met. There's a particular friend of mine that I don't, I don't like to meet. Again, he's a Georgian. And, uh, because every time I meet the, this guy, there is no positivity in his mind. I mean, when I say there is no, everything is negative. Everything. There is no one positive thought. No, you can meet some people like that. Everything, the way they think is, everything is negative. They've never thought about something positive, but they don't know that they are even thinking negative. And negativity is happening. Their thoughts have been orchestrated working in the negative direction. But there are some people also, they are very positive. Very positive. You meet them, uh, even if you are very down, you meet them, your spirit is elevated, your life is elevated, you believe that everything is possible. Because they have, been, they have, they have uh, made their mind to be able to do what? To have positive thoughts. So how negative and how positive are you? Look at it from the scale of 1 to 10 because it's very important because if you want to win the battle in your mind, you have to know what is going on in your mind because these are the things, these are the tools that the enemy use. These are the tools. I'm going to give us Bible reference, but I want us to uh, break this down and begin to understand ourselves. It's for you now to understand yourself. Sometimes we can be praying. Prayer doesn't help. If you don't understand who you go, if you cannot talk about you, if you don't understand how you think, because sometimes you can be praying and be praying. Some things that you don't need to pray for, that you just need knowledge to be able to control, we can use prayer to replace knowledge. And no, prayer cannot replace knowledge. We need to know ourselves. The Bible says we should not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. We should not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Many of us, many of the time, we are ignorant, totally ignorant. And we see the enemy come in different ways and we wonder why we are losing our battles. Why we are being defeated all the time. Why is the enemy conquering you? Why do you need to fast and fast and fast and fast? It's because you've not been able to examine yourself and audit yourself to understand how do I work? What is going on in my mind? So I've been talking about the negative and positive now. And also, we have to look at it also in this last one. Worldly and eternal. How worldly is your thoughts? 
from the scale of 1 to 10. Every one of us, this list, uh, teaching <laughs> is very important for everyone. No matter how spiritual you may be, you need this. Because we grow in training our mind. The devil only wants to take control of our mind. That is the battle front. That is where the battle is. It's in your mind. You might be facing the battle outwardly, but if your mind is being controlled by you, and God is being able to control your mind, don't worry about the battle outside. They are already finished. They are already defeated. So how worldly are you from the scale of 1 to 10? And how worldly are you is being uh, expressed by the way you think. How worldly are you? When you are looking at social media, the kind of friends you work with, when you meet your friends, what are those things that you talk about? When you meet people where you are alone, the kind of video you watch, the kind of music you, you listen to, uh, the kind of picture you want to see, the kind of people that you have on your social media, how worldly are you? The kind of friends that you want to hang out with, how worldly are you? How worldly? And how eternal are you? If you look at the, 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 all the friends that you have, how many of them are Christians? How many of them are believers? How many of them can pray? How many of them read the word of God? How many? If you are the only one among 10 of them, you can begin to look at it, how worldly you are. Because all these things dictate what goes on in your life. How your life is being run, whatever goes on in your life is being controlled by this. So how worldly are you? You just just do a statistics of yourself, examine yourself. Look at your surroundings, look at your, your phone, look at your the internet, the things you watch, everything you do every day. Look at your daily life. When you are lonely or you are alone, what do you do? Do you engage in spiritual things? How much do you engage in the worldly things? How much are you interested in the spiritual things? How much are you interested in the worldly things? You begin to look at those areas. Now you begin to look at it. Your thought is being controlled whether you are worldly or what? You are eternal. And if you are eternal, you begin to think about spiritual things. You begin to think about God. Your thought is being controlled by God. It's being controlled by faith. Everything that is going in your mind is being controlled by God. You, you, you put God first. God is number one. You begin to look at it. So, this is one thing that is important for us. If we are going to move forward in life, or we are going to move backward, if we are going to be able to win the war in our life, we need to examine this. I said something before. I said that your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And I want you to begin to look at it. What is my own strongest thoughts? What are the thoughts that comes into my mind every day? Those are the areas in which your life is moving. And the devil also knows you and the things you think about. And he will begin to bring those thoughts. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me make us understand something. You can begin to think about something on your own. And the devil can also give you thoughts. Many of the time, when we are saying we are tempted, is the devil what, giving us thoughts to think about. He will show you a picture. He can make you hear something. He can make you see something. He can make you just thought about something. And before you know it, that can become... A stronghold controlling your life. When you talk about thoughts, thoughts are strongholds that controls people's life. I've seen some people 
that are being controlled by sex. When we talk about sex control their life. You know, let me tell you something. If you don't take control of your thoughts, that thought will control your life. If we cannot take control of our mind, if we cannot take, take control of our thoughts, that particular thought has become something that has become a stronghold that whenever that thought comes back and we begin to think about it, we lose our control. We lose our mind. We lose ourselves, and we engage in that thoughts. So thoughts are very important. So I want us to look at some Bible reference uh, as we go. I want us to look at some Bible reference as we go so that we can know how to win the battle, winning the battle in our mind. The ways the enemy works first. I've talked about the thoughts that we know already. But the enemy works in manipulation, in deceiving, and what the enemy wants is to take control of your mind. The enemy will use many things to manipulate you. He can use money. If he knows that you love money or you are attracted to something in this world, or you are attracted to your, your image, your ego, uh, women, uh, addicted to something, movie, all kinds of things, he can use that to what? To use it as a manipulative tool. Even people do that. Manipulation is something that people do. When they know that you are weak in this area, they can begin to use it as a, as a tool, manipulating you, using something to manipulate. Because they are, they are manipulating your thoughts. They are manipulating your mind. And you can dance to them. And you don't know that you have already lost yourself. You've already losing your mind. You've already uh, released yourself to them. So when the devil can manipulate you, the strategy is to be able to deceive you. When you have been manipulated, the next strategy is to be able to deceive you. It can, it can change you from going this direction to go this direction. It can make you do things that you don't want to do because already you're already manipulated uh, and then you can be deceived. Being deceived is working in the church today. We have many people that are being deceived because they cannot take control of their thoughts. You know, I, there was a time I was reading a book and... The, the, I don't. I, I think it's an audio book. The Bible, the, the book was talking about that. The strategy of the devil is for those that does not have independent thought. If you don't have what independent thought, you cannot think on your own. Is what people are thinking about or what you see that becomes your own thought. Is that anyone that doesn't have what independent thought will be controlled, and that is the plan of even the the, the government is for nobody to have independent thoughts. Those that have independent thoughts will become their enemy because they know that if you have independent thoughts that you can think and control yourself, you will not be able to be manipulated, you will not be able to be deceived, and what they cannot control you. So even all the strategy that the, the government or the devil or anybody, even marriage, you can encounter all this kind of thing. Women also know how to manipulate <laughs> because they don't want you to think independently. And when you cannot think as a man independently, they will manipulate you. They will be able to deceive you. I'll give you an example. We look at it in the Bible. And also, they will be able to control you. You'll be con they will control every areas of your life because they don't want people don't want you to have independent thoughts. And that is what the devil doesn't want. Look at an example of when Jesus was deceived 
uh, the devil started tempting Jesus. The devil was playing with the thought of Jesus. The temptation is just a playing with his thought. He wants to make Jesus not have independent thoughts. He wants to be able to manipulate him. He was manipulating. If Jesus was able to recognize that this is manipulation. You know, many of us don't recognize that this is a manipulation of the devil. The devil is trying to manipulate me. Because we don't understand that now I'm engaging in a war. And it's manipulating my mind. It's manipulating my thoughts. And it's giving you something to think about. Instead of thinking about this, it can give you something to think about. And focus your attention on that thing. And as long as your mind is on this, you will not focus on this and do what is necessary. The devil has a way of focusing our mind on this. Manipulating us. He tried it with Jesus. And Jesus, he saw that Jesus had what? An independent thought. Jesus' mind was on the word of God, was on his assignment. He has a very independent thought. He's a man that could control himself. He could control his thought. He could control his mind. Yes, the body was feeling somehow. The body was asking for some desires, but he could control his thoughts. And the Bible said the devil left him. If you look at Matthew chapter 4 or look at Luke chapter 4, talks about the manipulation of the devil to control Jesus. He was manipulating him. He was trying to deceive him. But he saw that Jesus knew the truth. You know, people that doesn't know the truth and, uh, and they are not learned and they are ignorant, they will be deceived. That's what the Bible says. You will know the truth and the truth sets you free. What is it setting you free? It's setting you free from the manipulation of the devil. It's setting you free from being deceived. Because of what? The knowledge of truth that you have. And there was a time I had, a, I think last week or so, I had a very bad dream. And the dream was bad for me. I was just, I was trying to think about it. And the word of God came to my mind. See, I know the thought I have for you is a thought of good and not of bad. So give you an expected end. And that particular truth killed the manipulation of the enemy. The truth that I know killed, I didn't even, I just said, devil, you are a liar, you see? <laughs> you are just a liar. And that was the end. I killed the, the, the device of the enemy concerning me by what? By the revelation of the truth that I have in my mind. So the devil is, is specialized in that. And that's why he can bring anybody around you. To be able to manipulate you out of the will of God. To be able to manipulate your mind. To be able to play with your mind. It's just playing. He's a player. He deceived. He do everything. And when he could be able to manipulate you, he's going to control you. You wonder why your life is being controlled by this, being controlled by this. You being, your life is going in this direction. Something controls your mind. You cannot control yourself because your thought is not independent. Your thought, you have not captured your own thought and some things are controlling your mind and those things that are controlling your mind is controlling your life. I want us to look at what the Bible says concerning uh, the way we think. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Matthew chapter 4, 12, verse 34 says, I'm going to read it from here. We have the Bible there also. Turn to Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 says, O generation of viper, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. The heart here is not talking about the spirit. 
is talking about out of the abundance of what is in your mind. Because our mind have memories. We can store things. Our mind is conscious. Our mind is part of our soul. And we are learning every day. We are pulling things every day. Out of the abundance of the mind, the mouth is speaking. Out of what is in your thoughts. Out of what you have stored, how you control your thoughts. What is in your thoughts, the mind speaking. The Bible says, look at here, it says that what? Verse 34, 33 was saying, He that made the tree good and his fruit good. Or he that made the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. Either our thought is worldly, our thought is eternal, our thought is positive, our thought is peaceful, because everything that is in deep, uh, that is deposited in our thought is going to produce the same fruit. It's going to produce the same outcome. You wonder the fruit is the outcome of our life. Is the things we do. Is how we do things. Because of what? What is rooted in our thought, in our mind. Let's look at what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Matthew 7, 21 says, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God. Wait, am I reading the right thing? But he that does the will of him that is in the heaven. So, doing the will of God is from your thought. Is what is in your mind. Is the word of God that is in your mind that is now making you to do those things. Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 was talking about pure in heart. Pure in thought. The Bible says those that are pure in thought will see God. Because of what? Your thought is being orchestrated and organized on the word of God on the things of God, on eternal things. And now, because you are having a pure thought, it's easy for God to be able to minister to you. That's what the Bible is saying. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Very important. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Before we talk about how we can uh, capture our thoughts and control our life and release ourselves from the control of the devil. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, It said, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. God, another Bible transition, we say, Guard your heart with all diligence. He said, We should put diligence to our heart. We should watch what is coming out from our heart. Because out of it comes the issues of life. Issues of life is talking about things that control your life. The way your life is going is because of what is in your heart. What the enemy wants to take control is to take control of your heart. Is to take control. If he can take control of your heart, your thoughts, it's going to take control of your life. Because the moment he can control your thought, your life will go in that same direction. If you can control your thought, your life will go in that same direction. If the enemy is bringing evil thoughts, sinful thoughts into our heart, it's very important for us to kill it, to destroy that sinful evil thought before it controls our life. I'm going to give us an example of someone in the Bible that we can also look at. This man is winning battles outwardly. This man is a strong man. He's very strong. Nobody can conquer him. Nobody. Thousands of people will not be able to conquer him. He destroys people. Everywhere he goes, 
it kills people. God gave him an unusual strength in his body. But you know what the enemy, what he doesn't watch is what? How he think. Samson is his name. If you look at what God has given unto Samson, Samson was being controlled by the Spirit of God. Whenever the Spirit of God comes upon Samson, Samson is so powerful that the Spirit of God used Samson mightily. And that's the same thing for everybody. You can be used by God mightily. But you know that your mind must be trained. We have two categories of people. Untrained mind, untrained spirit, and trained mind. People that have been able to take control of their mind, their thoughts. You look at something. Something is always flowing with his thoughts. Something became someone that was uh, loved the Philistine woman. Just not just because they are beautiful alone, because the Israelites are very beautiful. The Bible talks about how beautiful they are, but because of their sinful way, the kind of things that those are uh, Philistine do, the Israelites would not be able to do that. So Samson was intrigued, enticed by those things that the Philistine woman would do. And doesn't know that the enemy is already taking control of his life. He thought he is the one in control, but he doesn't know that the devil is already taking control of his life and is winning every day. The devil is already controlling Samson and is winning every day. He thought he is winning outwardly. Sometimes we might say, oh, I'm winning. I'm a winner. Oh, I'm a, I'm a successful man. But the devil is winning gradually. The devil has a tactic of winning his own war if we don't control our mind. Samson was winning all battles. See, everywhere they see Samson, destruction happened. He destroyed the enemy no matter what happened. But he does not take control of his thoughts. Samson loves lustful women. Samson loves alcohol. Samson love partying. Samson love sinful ways. I talk about how, how is your thought? Audit your thought. Is your thought worldly or is your thought eternal? Yes, the Spirit of God used Samson. Doesn't mean that his mind has been trained. Samson loves worldly things. Yes, he's a spiritual man, but he is very worldly. We didn't hear that Samson ever goes into the temple to pray. We didn't hear that Samson ever read the Bible. I've not, not seen it in the Bible that, oh, Samson prayed. You know, two times I saw Samson prayed was when he finished killing the enemy and he said, God, will you allow me to die of death? And the jawbone that he finished killing the enemy, God poured water to refresh Samson. That was the first time Samson prayed. The second time when Samson was weak, that he thought he, he knows that he was very weak. The second time Samson ever prayed, that he ever called upon the God of Israel, is when he was in the dungeon that was put there and was the, his eyes is already removed and his strength is gone. And then that's when Samson recognized that I need to pray. Two times Samson prayed throughout his whole life. He never called upon the God. God was helping him. God always helping because he wants to fulfill his own agenda. Sometimes, many times, God will want to fulfill his own agenda upon our life. But it's very important for us also not to die young, not to lose ourselves to the enemy. You know, Samson died with the enemy. You know how Delilah was controlling Samson's mind. Something babbled me. Delilah was controlling Samson's mind gradually. 
we saw that Delilah was breaking Samson's mind with what? With parting. He was he has met some ladies, but now he met Delilah, which is stronger. The enemy placed someone that is stronger in Samson's life so as to be able to destroy him. He became, he, he, he thought that Delilah is his friend, not knowing that Delilah is sent by the devil. This is an agent of the devil that wants to win the battle. But they know that they cannot win the battle outwardly. They cannot use arrows or spear or anything to win Samson, to destroy Samson. They walk on his mind. They, they, they send a woman. And they are using the thought of Samson to control him. The thought of Samson became a tool and a weapon in the hands of the enemy in controlling Samson. And Samson does not even know. He's so ignorant of what is going on with him. Many of us can be ignorant. Every one of us, many of us can be ignorant of what is going on with our life. How is the enemy winning me? How am I losing my battles? How is it that today I'm spiritual, tomorrow I'm down? How is it today that uh, this week I can pray, next week I cannot pray? How is it that I'm losing? I'm losing. I'm trying to. I'm trying to stand in Christ, but I find myself falling and falling and falling. It's because you have not taken control of your thought. You've not been able to examine your thought to take control of your thought. And the enemy is winning with your thought. You know, the enemy did not even come and fight Samson physically. But they controlled the thought. Samson, they, they, uh, Samson allowed Delilah to enter into his life. And when Delilah entered into his life, he entered into the mind of Samson. If we have time, I think next week we still examine this topic again. Because it's very important for us to be able to win this battle. Now we just finish up with Samson and we will pray. Delilah started controlling Samson's mind. He said, if you love me. The first time, Samson gave a riddle to people and nobody could solve it. And the enemy begged a woman, go and lure him. Go and manipulate him. Go and deceive him. Control him. He's going to release that secret to you. And Samson did not know when he released the secret to the enemy. That was the first test that Samson should have watched and look at his life and say, what did I just do? Does this woman really love me? The one that is looking for my secret all the time. The one that is like, ah, tell me your secret. Tell me your secret. Let me know what is going on in your life. Let me know what God is telling you. Let me know. That is what he is. He, the, the, the woman is involved in. Let me know your secret. Let me know your life. Let me know that thing. What is your strength? How are you winning? Manipulation. Raising, your, raising you up. Alarming you. Praising you unnecessarily. But not knowing that this is a manipulation. Ah, you are the strongest man in the whole world. You are the strongest man. You don't know that the enemy is using those things to manipulate you. The woman kept doing that until Samson had a what? A broken mind. Samson's mind became so broken that he could not control himself and he did not know when he released that is what is in his thoughts, what is in his mind, the most secret thing to this woman. And Samson became broken in the mind. The Bible says, a broken and a contrite man, uh, spirit that the Lord will not ignore. But Samson was not just broken in the mind. He became unstable in the mind. And also, Samson became broken in the spirit. The Bible talks about the broken spirit. <laughs> a broken spirit is the hardest thing. 
We should not come to that point that the enemy break our mind and break our spirit. Because for you to be able to stand against the enemy, you must have a strong spirit. As long as the enemy can be trying to fight against your mind, but as long as your spirit is not broken, you can conquer anything in your mind. But immediately your spirit is broken. You cannot conquer anything. The spirit of a man is the candlestick of the Lord. God uses your spirit. He strengthens your spirit. The spirit of a man, if it's broken, they are defeated already. Most of the time, when people die, they are sick. They can be very sick. But the main thing, they can be sick in their body. And they, their mind can also be sick, weary in the mind. And all kind of negative thoughts are going on in their mind. But as long as their spirit is still alive, as, as long as their spirit is not yet broken, as long as they are alive in their spirit, they can win that battle. They will come back alive. But the moment their spirit is broken, they will die. The moment their spirit is broken, they will die. Everyone's spirit is more important than anything. Your spirit must be strong. Your spirit must not be broken. A broken spirit is already broken life. When the spirit is broken, it's already broken life. When the mind is broken, God can't regenerate it. But when the spirit is broken, it takes the grace of God to bring back that man. When the spirit is broken, it's like a broken pot. A broken pot that needs to be mended. And it's only God that can mend that man. You know, who, who helped Samson? Samson was not just broken in the body. He wasn't even broken in the body. He was broken a little bit in the body. They removed his eyes. They, 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 they cut his hair and everything. He was broken in the mind. He became unstable. I, I can imagine all kinds of thoughts that will be going on in my Samson's mind. He later thought of suicide. That's why he said, let me die with my enemy. But also, Samson was broken in the spirit. Until God began to mend Samson's spirit. Build Samson's spirit again. And that is when the Samson could be able to conquer the enemy. It's very important for us to understand that our thoughts are very important. Our thoughts are very important. And I want you to begin to examine your thoughts. How has the enemy been winning you? Controlling your thoughts. Just using your thoughts to win the battle in your life. How is the enemy conquering your life? What kind of battle are you engaging in every day? The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. It means that we don't wrestle against physical people. We wrestle against thoughts in our mind. We wrestle against devices of the enemy that is bringing in our mind. The battle is first in the mind before outwardly. If you, the enemy can conquer you in your mind, they will conquer you outwardly. Because if they conquer and they can control your mind, they will control your words. They will control what you say. They will control your action. And when you, they can control your thoughts, they will control your words, and they will control your action. They will control the direction of your life. A direction of our life must be controlled by God and not any other person. God will deliver us today in the name of Jesus. I want us to pray right now. And we'll continue next week. We'll still continue this same topic next week. Winning the war in our mind. There are things that we need to know how to win the battle in our mind. But I break it down for us so that we can understand that there is a battle going on in your mind. This week also, the devil will try to engage you in a battle in your mind. You must be ready because the enemy will engage. They have always been doing that. And they will still do it this week. But we must be ready to capture whatever the enemy is trying to do. 
to overcome that thoughts, to not give in to the devices of the enemy, to not give in to that thought of the enemy, to not give in to that worldly thoughts and be ready to overcome. I want you to pray right now that God, help me, Lord, to overcome this negative thought. Destroy the root of all these negative thoughts. Lord, destroy it today. Wherever these thoughts are coming from, Lord, let it be destroyed. Destroy all these negative thoughts, worldly thoughts from my mind. Remove it in the name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray. Lord, we bless you, Lord.